The Solution Word with Pastor Adama Segbeji. Pastor Adama has a passion to uplift people and see the body of Christ excel. His aim, to bring hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations. In this message, you will learn. Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me. Do you believe on Jesus? He said, He that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do what? Shall he do what? So, this. Now, every word Jesus did here on earth, you can do. Why? Because the greater one is where? Now, Jesus is saying, verily, verily, do you know Jesus is the truth? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth. So, the truth can never lie. Praise and let's please be seated. Hallelujah. Exodus chapter 33. Exodus chapter 33, verse 18, please. The book of Exodus chapter 33, verse 18. I read. It says, And, I, and he said, I beseech thee. Show me thy glory. And we are blessed by the reading of God's word. I am continuing with my series that I have titled, Show Me Your Glory. And this is part four. Show me your glory. And this is part four. We have said that the glory of God is so precious to God. And as a result of that, he doesn't share his glory with no man. The glory of God is so precious such that he will not share his glory with no man. That's why God said to Moses, no man can ever see my face and leave. No man can see my glory and leave. In other words, what God is saying is that the moment you see my glory, you have seen my all in all. You have seen my all in all. And so because his glory is so precious, he doesn't share his glory with no man. That's why I always say that when God decides to bless you, no man can take the glory. No man can take the glory. Only God will receive the glory. Now, the same way Moses asked God to show him his glory, Philip also asked Jesus to show him the glory. Philip asked Jesus to show them the Father, just as Moses asked God to show him his glory. John chapter 14 from verse 6 to 11, the Bible says that Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Verse 7, it says, if ye had known me, 
ye should have known my father also. And from henceforth ye know him and have seen him. From henceforth you know him and not only that, you have seen him. Then Philip said unto him, Lord, show us the father and it will suffice us. Verse 9, Jesus said unto him, have I been so long a time with you and yet thou hast not known me, Philip? He that has seen me have seen the father and how seest thou then that show us the father? You see, that's why I keep saying that you can be around the glory and not know that you are around the glory. Yeah. Why? Because of familiarity. And when you are in, in the flesh, you can't see the glory. When you're in the flesh, you can't see the glory of God. Philip was seeing the glory. Jesus was the glory. But he didn't even know. He was asking Jesus, Show me the Father. Show us the glory. You can be in a glory moment and not know that you are in a glory moment. I pray that you will not miss your moment when it comes. You see, sometimes we can be in the spirit and there are some people in the church who are in the flesh. They're in the flesh. And when things are happening, they are missing. And these are the very people who are in dying need. So, your coming to church is not a religion. We don't come to church every Sunday or every weekday to fulfill our religious obligation. Are you following me? Every day of church must be a different encounter with God. Every day. Every day. There's never been one moment that I have come to God and experienced him like yesterday. Remember, he says his mercies are new every morning. Verse 10. It says, verse 10. Is that right? Yeah, verse 10. It says, believest thou not that I am in the Father and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you, I speak not, not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me. He doeth the works. Now, this, this is a typical case of, I don't know how many of you have watched, uh, this is the only movie I'll be able to use to describe it. I watched it when I was in the world. I wouldn't recommend it now for Christians, amen. How many of you watch, watch this movie, The Ghost? The Ghost, where... Uh, is it Patrick Swayze and, and Whoopi Goldberg and Demi Moore and was it the lady who died and then her ghost went into into the man the man died, I don't know who died now that should tell you that was a long time I watched this you know so that, that's a classical case what Jesus is saying is that uh, do you not know that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? Now what he's saying is that the Father is a spirit and because you can't see the spirit, he has to take on a natural form for you to be able to know that this is him speaking. Now when he takes on the natural form, he speaks just like he will speak. 
So Jesus said, believest thou not that I am in the Father and the Father in me, the words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. He doeth the works. Now, do you know that the same experience happens to you in this day and age, once you accept Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior, what happens to you is Jesus comes to dwell in you, God dwells in you, the Holy Spirit dwells in you, so now you begin to reflect his glory to the world. Verse 11, it says, believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father in me, or else believe not, believe me not for the very works sake. So that, that is the glory. Are you following what I'm saying? So you can be around the glory and not know that you are in the glory. You can miss out big time. And don't be around the glory and miss out. We are not praying and fasting for these 31 days for miracles. We are praying for glory. Are you following what I'm saying? Because once the glory of God shows up, it settles all, all settled cases. You don't need money. Stop praying for money. You need the glory. Are you following what I'm saying? You need the glory. I will show you today there are four levels of glory. And those who go after material things are in the lowest level of glory. You don't need money. You don't need material things. You have to know who you are in Christ Jesus. Amen. Quickly, what is the glory of God? We have defined that the glory of God is the splendor and the majesty of God. Number two, the glory of God is the manifest presence of the fullness of God. Is the manifest presence of the fullness of God. Number three, the glory of God is the weight of God. Is the kabod. Is the weight of God. That's why when, when he comes upon you, when that glory comes upon you, you can't stand. Have you ever been to church sometimes and you know that you have had an encounter with the anointing or with his glory? And then you get home and you feel so tired. And you wonder, I haven't done nothing. Do you know what has happened? You have had an encounter with the glory. When he, his weight comes upon you, you can't stand. Are you following what I'm saying? Listen, no man can see or experience the glory of God except they are born again. If you want to see the glory of God, if you want to experience the glory of God, the number one requirement is to be what? To be born again. So therefore, to be part of the kingdom of God and to see the glory of God, you must be born again. It's a must. It's a what? It's a must. You must be born again. If you're not born again, you cannot see the glory of God. Now, when I talk about being born again, I'm not talking about religion here. I'm talking about having a real personal encounter with Jesus. Having a real personal relationship with Jesus. A real moment of being born again. Not fake. Not coming to church. 
There are a lot of religious people in the church. I don't know about you. Religion doesn't give life. Religion kills. All the troubles we see in the world today is because of religion. Jesus never came to give us religion. Jesus came to give us life. He said, I have come that they might have life and to have it more in abundance. That's what he came to give us. So please understand why we are here. Let your born again experience be genuine. Don't let it be a fake born again. Are you following what I'm saying? And in the church, you don't need to be born again in the church. We don't need to see your born again experience in the church. We want to see it out there. We want to see it where? Out there. We want to see you reflecting the glory of God out there. John chapter 3 verse 3 to 6. Listen to what Jesus said. Jesus answered and said unto Nicodemus, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So if you want to see the kingdom or you want to see the glory, you have to be born again. The reason why Moses could not see the glory was because he was not born again. <laughs> he wasn't born again. The only time Moses got born again was on the Mount of Transfiguration when he had an encounter with Jesus. That was the only time he got born again. So if you're not born again, you can't see the kingdom of God. Except, so you can even be a pastor in the church and not be born again and still be preaching. <laughs> there are pastors preaching today who are not born again, trust me. You can be a pastor and not be born again. There are pastors today who, who have not gone through water baptism. Professional prophets and professional pastors. And I know some of you consult them. So Jesus said to Nicodemus, verse 4, he said, Nicodemus said unto Jesus, how can a man be born again when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Why? Verse 6, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is what? Is spirit. So the only way you can have an encounter with the glory is to be born again. Is to be what? Born again. To be genuinely born again. Amen. And once you become born again, then you are ready to experience the fullness of the glory of God. Listen, once saved, we operate in the same level of the glory of God as Jesus. Once we are saved, we operate in the same level of glory Jesus operated in. You say, how, Pastor? John chapter 17 from verse 22 to 24. I want you to follow me carefully today. I just want to teach today and then we'll take some time to pray towards the end of the service. Because something needs to break for today. Amen. John chapter 17 from verse 22 to 24. I read, Jesus said, And the glory which thou gavest unto me, I have given who? Them. Who is he talking about? Us. The glory, he's talking about the glory that God has given him. He said, I have given unto them 
that they may be what? That they may be what? That they may be what? That they may be one, even as we are one. That we may be one, even as, that they may be one, even as we are one. He's talking about him and the father are one. So Jesus wants us to be one in the operating system of the glory of God with him. Verse 23 says, I in them and thou in me, that they may be made perfect in one, that the world may know that thou hast sent me and hast loved them as thou hast loved me. Father, I will that they also, whom thou hast given me, be with me where I am that they should behold my glory, which thou hast given me, for thou lovest me before the foundations of the world. So please understand, Jesus, the moment you become born again, you and I experience the same level of glory that Jesus operated in. Same, not different, same. We, we, we operate in the same level of glory. Please get this. Are you following what I'm saying? Please get this. The same level of glory Jesus operated in here on earth, you and I, once you genuinely give your life to Jesus, you also operate in the same level. Same. Why? Because Jesus said, the glory that you have given me, I give to them. I give to them. So don't go about pity-patting yourself. You know, oh, nobody knows what I'm going through. Nobody needs to know what you're going through. You are in the glory zone. Operate in your glory zone. I've said time and time again that many Christians don't know who they are. They are lions, yet they are operating like a sheep. Yes, we were redeemed the sheep, but we operate as lions. Jesus is the lion of the tribe of Judah. And lions prevail. Lions do what? They prevail. They prevail. Proverbs 30, 30. It says the lion turned not his back for no one. No one. He doesn't turn his back for anyone. A lion is the strongest among all the beasts and turned not away for no one. So you are a lion. I said you are a lion. Amen. You are a lioness. Amen. Let me hear your amen. amen. You are a lion. That's your operating software. Don't allow your operating software to be default, to be defected. You are a lion. Let that lion rise up in you. Revelation chapter 5 verse 5. Revelation chapter 5 verse 5. Look, it says, And one of the elders said unto me, Weep not, behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has prevailed. And because he prevailed, you will prevail. Say a bigger amen. I said, because he prevailed, you will prevail. I say you will prevail. Yeah. Nothing can come against you. Yeah. 
You can't lose in this battle. You were declared a winner before you even began. Hallelujah. He has prevailed so you will prevail. He triumphed over the devil so you can triumph over him. The weep not. Weep not. You've been weeping for so long. He's kept you in poverty. He's kept you in sickness. He kept you in bondage. Listen, weep not. Why? Because the lion of the tribe of Judah has prevailed. Somebody say, I have prevailed. Hallelujah. That's your operating software. That's your DNA. Nothing can overcome you. Are you getting what I'm saying? Nothing can overcome you. It doesn't matter that Goliath standing in front of you. Goliath can't win. You know, you've read the end of the book before you showed up. The last chapter and the last page said, and after all the battles and all the warfares and so on and so forth. Let me read the last chapter and the last page. And finally, Solution Chapel International prevailed. Put your name there. And finally, Adama Segeji prevailed. Put your name there. And finally, Zama Segeji prevailed. What's your name? Some of you can't mention your name. Put your name there. You prevailed. Are you following what I'm saying? Solution, we are now in the glory season. I said we are now in the glory season. Amen. There are different levels in the glory. There are different levels in the glory. Quickly, turn with me in your Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter 3. Verse 18. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. It says, But we all, somebody say, We all, we all. but we all with an open face, beholding us in a glass, the glory of the Lord, we are changed into the same what? We are changed into the same what? We are changed into the same what? From what? From glory to glory. Even as the spirit of the Lord. Even as by the spirit of the Lord. So what that means is that when the Bible says we are changed from where? Glory to glory. What it means is that there are levels in the glory. It's like waves of glory. Now when you stand by the beach or by the sea, seashore, you will see waves. Have you ever been to the seashore before? Anyone ever seen the sea before? I'm just checking because you'll be shocked. Some people have never seen the sea before. Anybody seen the sea before? You are not responding. Anybody seen the sea before? Now, when you stand by the seashore, you see different waves. Isn't that right? Now, all the waves are different in sizes. They are never the same. Some are big. Some are small, some are medium, some are huge. Depending on the size of the weight, <laughs> of, the, of the wave, determines the force. 
every wave have different force. Are you following what I'm saying? It has even been proven that the snow, the snow that falls, they are not of the same sizes. For those of you who live here in the UK, I hope you've seen snow before. You know, the snow, they are not of the same sizes. They are different. The snowflakes are different in sizes. That should tell you how magnitude our God is. So there are different levels in the glory of God. So let's quickly look at what level you are in. There are four levels of the glory. Number one, write it down, is what I call the glory of Solomon. Number one is the glory of Solomon. Number two is the glory of lilies. The second level is the glory of lilies. Now I want you to notice how they are step by step. The first level is the glory of Solomon. The second level, which is a higher level than the first one, is the glory of lilies. The third level is the glory of Adam. The fourth level is what I call the greater glory level. And the greater glory is Jesus. Amen. You are in for awesome service today. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes. So let's look at them one by one. The first is the glory of Solomon. First Kings chapter 10 from verse 4 to 7. First Kings chapter 10 from verse 4 to 7. I read. The Bible says that, and when the queen of Sheba had seen all Solomon's wisdom and the house that he had built and the meat of his table and the sitting of his servants and the attendance of his ministers and their apparel and his cupbearers and his ascent by which he went up unto the house of the Lord, there was no more spirit in her. Say amen to that. Verse 6, the Bible says that, and she said to the king, it was a true report that I heard in my own land thy arts and thy wisdom. Verse 7, how be it, I believe not the words until I came and mine own eyes have seen it. And behold, the half was not told me thy wisdom and prosperity exceeded the fame which I had. Now what is the queen of Sheba talking about? She has seen something. She heard about something. What did she hear about? In most cases, we talk about the wisdom of Solomon. But listen, this scripture right here is not just referring to the wisdom of Solomon. It's talking about the glory of Solomon. The glory that queen Sheba heard about. She heard of it and she said, no, I can't believe this. Now, the Bible says that in the days of Solomon, gold was like the dust. In the days of Solomon, gold was like what? Like the dust. That should tell you the level of the glory. Now, remember the Bible says that in the last days, the glory of the Lord will fill the whole earth. Do you remember that? Now, that glory that the Bible is talking about that will fill the whole earth is the gold that was like dust in the days of Solomon. Amen. When you operate in the level of glory, there is no lack. Amen. 
Are you following what I'm saying? When you operate in glory, there is no lack. That's why there was gold like dust in Solomon's days. Queen Sheba heard of it and she said, no, I can't believe it. I've got to go and see it for myself. Queen Sheba was a Thomas. They only believe it when they see it. And in this season, people will say things about you. Somebody say, I don't believe it. But God will bring them to come and see for themselves. Let me hear an amen. It was the glory of God that drew multitudes from the world to seek the wisdom in Solomon. It was a glory. Now, do you remember when Jesus was born? The Bible says wise men went seeking him by following the star. Guess what happened? Guess what happened? It was the glory of God that led the wise men to bring the gold, the frankincense, and the mare to Jesus in the manger. You've been struggling for so long. You don't know what you have. God. You don't know what you have. I pray that God will open your eyes today so you can know what you have. You see, when you don't know what you have, you devalue it. Do you understand what I'm saying? When you don't know what you have, you devalue it. You have the glory in you. That's why you're going through all those attacks. Because you carry glory. The devil don't attack people who don't carry glory. Remember from day one I've been teaching that the reason why the devil came trying to attack Jesus, attack you, attack Adam and Eve was because of the glory. The enemy doesn't attack people who carry no glory. The enemy doesn't attack a church that is going nowhere. A church that comes and sings nice hymns and drinks teas and coffee, the devil doesn't attack them. <laughs> Are you following what I'm saying? If we just come and we drink nice tea, coffee, would you like a cup of tea today? What would you like to know? The devil, you won't see the devil here. But the reason why the devil is coming after us is because we carry the Shekinah glory of God. We carry the very presence of God with us everywhere we go. That's why I decree unto you that from today, great men and women are coming for solutions from you. Amen. Say amen to that. Amen. I said from today, great men and women are coming for solutions from you. I said from today, great men and women are coming from around the world for solutions from you. In the name of Jesus. The second level of glory is the glory of lilies. The glory of lilies. The second level is the glory of lilies. Luke chapter 12 verse 27. Luke chapter 12 verse 27 and 28. Listen to what Jesus is saying. Jesus said, Consider the lilies, how they grow. They toil not, they spin not, yet I say unto you that Solomon in all his glory 
was not arrayed like one of these. <laughs> if then God so clothed the grass, which today is in the field and tomorrow is cast into the oven, how much more will he clothe you, O ye of little faith? So we thought Solomon was in the glory. But Solomon's level of glory was level one. His level of glory was what? Level one. It was a small level of glory. Solomon in all his fame, Jesus, this is Jesus speaking. Jesus said, Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. In other words, even the lilies, their level of glory was higher than Solomon. Come on now. You have no idea what you're carrying. Listen, how can lilies have more glory than Solomon? Solomon make gold like dust. He made gold like dust. Solomon built a temple without a noise at the building site. He built the most significant, magnificent tabernacle. He built the most glorious house. Yet in all of that, in all of that, Jesus said, Solomon, in all his glory, in all what the queen of Sheba went looking for, in all what the world went looking for in Solomon, his glory was on the lowest level. The lilies, the lilies had more glory than Solomon. And guess what Jesus said? He said, consider the lilies, how they grow. They don't toil. They don't spin. Yet I say unto you that Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now, there are different types of lilies for your information. We don't want to go into that now. I'm not here to teach you about gardens and flowers. Go and learn about the lilies. There are different lilies. Different colors and different types. The Bible says that in all Solomon's glory, Solomon's glory cannot be compared to the lilies. <laughs> if your father clothed the grass, which today is in the field and tomorrow is cast into the oven, how much more will he not clothe you, O ye of little faith? Do you know that some Christians, all they are thinking about is, what am I going to eat today? What am I going to eat tomorrow? Come on, if at this stage you are praying for what to eat, then I, I'm sorry for you. Oh God, give me food. Oh God, come on. That's the that's lowest level of prayer. Amen? And those who pray those prayers, they don't fast. Those are people who don't fast. When it's time for prayer and fasting, <laughs> you've been praying for give me this day our daily bread every day. You've been eating every day from January to June. We say fast only in the month of July. It's 
Some people are not fasting. They say, why should I fast? My fridge, my fridge is full of food. Really? Little faith people pray for food. Little faith people pray for food. Give me food. Give me bread. What are we eating today? Come on, you are above that. The third level. The third level is the glory of Adam. What is the first level? What is the first level? What is the second level? What is the second level? Now the third level is the glory of Adam. The glory of Adam. Genesis chapter 2 from verse 17 I read. The Bible says that, and the Lord God formed man out of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostril the breath of life and man became a living soul. And the Lord planted a garden eastward in Eden and there he put the man whom he had formed. And out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life also in the midst of the garden and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. So I want you to notice that when Adam and Eve were in the glory, they had all their needs met. In the glory, there is no lack. Are you following what I'm saying? Jesus, when he was comparing the glory of Solomon and the glory of lilies, he said they toil not. They don't spin. So when you are in the glory, you have all your needs met by God. Before the need arises, you have your needs met. Before the need even arises, there is already provision. A time is coming before you think a need, you have provision. Provision. Before you think about a house, God has already provided. Before you think about a car, God has already provided. Before you think about a jet, God has already provided. Am I speaking to a living church this morning? Before the need arises, God already takes care of it. And that's the season you are coming into. It's a season of no more need, no more lack. Hallelujah. So when Adam and Eve were in the glory zone, they had all their needs met. As a matter of fact, God planted a garden for them before they showed up. Every food they will ever eat, God provided before they showed up. Everything they will ever need was provided before they showed up. Good news. I said good news. I said good news. Everything you'll ever need in life was provided before you showed up. Say amen to that. Everything you'll ever need was provided by God before you showed up. Have you not noticed that children when they are born their mothers have natural milk before they are, they are born. Right or wrong? That's the natural way. Except in one or two instances where, you know, just one or two instances, but in many cases, the milk is already there. 
what the child is going to eat is already there. That's how God, how, that's how God made it. That's God's way of oppression. You know, that sickness, that, 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 that challenge, that hell challenge you are struggling with, God already made provision before you showed up. God already made provision before you showed up. He already he paid for it 2,000 years ago before you and I showed up. All you have to do now is use faith to draw. Draw. Remember Revelations 5, 12? Draw on the seven blessings. Everything you'll ever need is already provided. It's already provided. Remember Hagar, when Hagar took Ishmael out of Abraham's house and they were going and they ended up in a, in a wilderness. The Bible says that the child was thirsty and crying for water. Hungry. Hagar was by water but she didn't know. The Bible says that and God, the angel of the Lord opened her eyes and she saw a well of water. So everything you'll ever need is, is there. It's already there. It's in you. It's not outside of you. You're looking for joy? It's in. You're looking for anointing? It's in. You're looking for the glory? It's already there. Provision was made before you showed up. Are you following what I'm saying? Stop looking for things in people. Stop looking for things in what? In people. Stop looking for things in places. You are, you are going about the wrong way. Somebody say, oh, I'm looking for joy in a friend. Your friend will never give you joy. Somebody say, I'm looking for joy in my marriage. Your husband or your wife is not supposed to give you joy. They are not the manufacturers of your joy. Oh, she doesn't make me happy. No, you make yourself happy. I said, make yourself happy. Oh, so he doesn't make me happy. Make yourself happy. Are you following what I'm saying? Make yourself what? Oh, 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 this, then this. Make yourself happy. You look for joy in people, you'll be disappointed. Nobody has the keys to my joy. I won't give the keys of my joy to you. Because if I give it to you, you open and close when you like. <laughs> you open and close when you like. I will not give you the keys of my joy. I hold the keys of my joy myself. Hallelujah. And the keys of my joy is forever open. Are you following what I'm saying? It's forever what? Open. It's forever open. They say, oh, he made me mad. Nobody has a right to make you mad. Oh, she made me, she, no, you carried madness with you. Wherever you went. Oh, oh, I went to the shop today, pastor, and the cashier, the tell really made me mad. No, you carried madness with you. I said, you carried what? Madness with you. Why do you give the keys of your joy to someone? You hold the keys of joy to your own self. I'm not going to give the keys of my prosperity to no one. Not to you. 
No, not to you, because if I give it to you, you decide where to hold it. And I say, today let me show pastor that I'm the one in charge. No money today. The devil is a liar. I hold the keys to the prosperity of my own life. Jesus said, I give you the keys of the kingdom. Whatsoever you shall lose here on earth shall be lost where? In heaven. You have the keys. Don't give your keys to anyone. Don't give the keys to anyone. You have the keys yourself. I said you have the keys yourself. Use the keys that God has given you. Don't just be dangling the keys. Oh, I have nice keys. No, use the keys. Use the keys of joy. Use the keys of strength. Use the keys of healing. Use the keys of prosperity. Use the keys of breakthrough. Use the keys of increase. Use it. Open it. Open it. The Bible says that he openeth and no man can shut. When Jesus opens the door, no man, no woman, born or yet to be born, can shut that door. Because he's more powerful than any human being that will ever show up. The lion of the tribe of Judah has prevailed. I said he has prevailed. I said he has prevailed. So don't go out of the glory. Stay in the glory. The moment Adam and Eve came out of the glory, toiling began. Oh God. Toiling began. You see, Adam and Eve were operating in the 80-20 principle that I told you about. The 80-20. They had 80. They didn't have 20. They were looking for the 20 somewhere else. I, I mean, in, in natural, in real sense, Adam and Eve had 100%. But I'm just using the 2080 rule to give you an example. They were looking for only one thing. God said everything in the garden is yours. Eat. Only one thing. Don't eat. That is greed, isn't it? Eat everything. Eat everything. Eat everything. Only one thing. Don't eat. He said, oh God, why should I not eat only one thing? How big is your tummy? How big, how big are you? God said, eat everything, only one thing, don't eat. They said, oh God, no, 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 no. I want to eat the tree of good and life. Good and evil. Do you know what that represents? It represents the tithe. God said, eat 90%. The 10% is mine. Praise God. Now you are quiet on me when I start preaching on the tithe. Where is it going now? No. Now, Adam and Eve, God said, don't touch the tithe. They said, no, 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 no. We want to eat everything. We want to be a God to ourselves. No wonder they were kicked out. Listen, when you don't honor God with the tithe, you will lose the 90%. When you don't honor God with the 10%, you will lose the 90%. You say, how? We saw it. The moment they ate of the tree of good and evil, God put two chariots, two angels with swords, and said, no, you are no more coming in this garden. You are no more going to have access to this food. You are forever banished out of the garden of Eden. 
and some people are struggling today. They say, why should I, why, why should I bring the tithe? Why should I pay my tithe? Well, you know, is it, is, it a, is it a pastor that wakes up in the morning and goes to work? You know, I, I'm the one who wakes up in the morning. You know, I went to university. I had a degree. No, you see, you lack understanding. It's not the pastor who says, bring in the tithe. God said, bring ye all the tithe into my storeroom that there may be meat in the house. It says, and I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. You say, that's for me, pastor. I'll never tithe. That's why you are tight. I'll never tithe. That's why your life is tight. Your finances is tight. Your marriage is tight. Your relationship is tight. Your job is tight. Everything, your face is tight. <laughs> your suit is tight. Your dress is tight. Everything around you is what? Tight. Because you say you will not tight. Are you following what I'm saying? <laughs> See, check around you. If you see somebody whose dress is tied, then I mean they are not tithers. Praise God. <laughs> are, you, are you following what I'm saying? God wants you to be in the glory zone, not in the struggling zone. The days of struggling are over. I said they are over. Hallelujah. The moment, Genesis 3, 7, it says, and the eyes of both were open and they knew that they were naked before they didn't know because the glory covered them. It said they were naked and they sold fig leaves. Look, they are now going for natural means. Natural remedies for spiritual solution. Fig leaves to cover themselves. With aprons, verse 8, and they heard the voice of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Why are you hiding? Why are you hiding from God? Why are you hiding? They said the righteous is as bold as a lion. You are hiding because you have allowed sin in. Sometimes I'll hide behind the door in our house somewhere and then when my wife is coming to one of the doors and I'll scare her. Ooh! And then she'll go like that. I said, hey, is there something you are hiding? <laughs> is there something you are hiding that, that has made you to, 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 I mean, to be scared? Are you following what I'm saying? Yes. The moment sin comes in, there is fear. Don't allow sin in. Allow God to provide for your needs. Are you getting this today? The fourth level of glory. What is the first level of glory again? The glory of what? What is the second level of glory? The glory of the lilies. What is the third level of glory? The glory of Adam. And the fourth glory is what? The greater glory. And that is Jesus. Haggai chapter 2 verse 9. Haggai chapter 2 verse 9. Somebody said, but pastor, you're talking about the glory, greater glory of Jesus. Why are you reading in the Old Testament? You wait. Haggai chapter 2 verse 9. It says, the glory of this latter house shall be greater than of the former, saith the Lord of hosts. And in this place I will give peace, saith the Lord of God. 
In other words, in the greater glory, there is peace. In the greater glory, there is what? There is peace. You have peace of mind. Luke chapter 11, verse 31. It says, the queen of the south shall rise up in the judgment with the men of this generation and condemn them for she came from the utmost parts of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. To hear what? The wisdom of Solomon. It says, behold, a greater than Solomon is is where? It's where? Now, who is he talking about? Jesus was speaking. He was talking about himself. He said, you thought Solomon had some level of glory. I'm explaining to you that even the lilies, their glory was greater than that of Solomon. And then Adam's glory was greater than that of the lilies and of Solomon. Now, there is another level of glory. And that is the greater glory. And somebody is coming into that greater glory today. Somebody is coming into that greater glory today. I said somebody is coming into that greater glory today. So Jesus said, you thought Solomon was in glory. But I tell you, behold. Behold means see. Behold means look. Behold means observe. Behold means, look, I'm standing in front of you. Behold means there is a new wave of glory. Behold means there is something new happening. He said, behold, a greater than Solomon is where? Is here. Somebody shout glory. glory. And guess what? It's getting sweeter. Now, if Jesus is the greater glory, if Jesus is the greater glory, then guess what? The greater glory lives in me. If Jesus lives in me, then that means the greater glory lives where? First John 4, 4. The Bible says that ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is where? In the world. world. So now, if Jesus is the greater glory, if Jesus is greater than Solomon, and Jesus lives in me, then that implies that I have the greater glory. If I have the greater glory, that means my glory is greater than Adam, my glory is greater than the lilies, my glory is greater than Solomon. Let's give Jesus some praise. Are you following what I'm saying? Why? Because the greater one lives in you. The greater one lives in me. Where does the greater one live? In me. So when the devil comes against you, you say, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Glory! Why? Because the greater one lives in you. We thought Solomon had a greater glory. 
But we have a greater dimension of glory. From after these five Sundays of glory, the glory of God will be radiating through you. When people come around you, you'll be a radiator. You won't radiate heat. You'll radiate the glory. I say you'll radiate the glory. You'll radiate the beauty of the Lord. You'll radiate the presence of God. You'll radiate the goodness of God. In the name of Jesus. When the greater one dwells in you, you do greater works. When the greater one dwells in you, what do you do? Because the greater one can dwell in you and you do lesser works. Are you, are you following what I'm saying? Where is the greater one? Say it so convincingly. Where is the greater one? Where is the greater one? He's in you. So if the greater one is in you, then that means you will do what? Greater works. John chapter 14, as we get ready to close. John 14, 12. Listen to what Jesus is saying. Jesus said, verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me. Do you believe on Jesus? He said, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do what? Shall he do what? So, oh God, I want you to get this. Now, every work Jesus did here on earth, you can do. Why? Because the greater one is where? Now, Jesus is saying, verily, verily, do you know Jesus is the truth? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and John 14, 6. I am the way, the truth. So, the truth can never lie. Are you following me? Now, if the truth is speaking, if the truth is speaking, and the truth says, verily, verily, that is, verily means truthfully, truthfully. So the truth is saying, now I know what I'm about to say, might tickle your mind. You might not believe it because you have allowed the earthly realm to determine who you are. But I want to say something that will challenge your mindset. I want to say something that will bring you to where you are supposed to be. So Jesus said, verily, verily, verily. Truthfully, truthfully, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. The works that I do, shall he do also. Not only that, he says, and greater works than these shall ye do. Why? Because I go to the Father. Even if you don't believe anything, just believe the last one. Why? Because I go to the Father. Because he's no longer here on earth, you represent him here on earth. You are his ambassador. You are his ambassador. You are his mouthpiece. You are his glory. So he said, the works that I did whilst I was here on earth, you can do them also. Not only that, you can do greater works than all that I did. Why? Because the greater one is in you. Say a big amen to that. So, what are the greater works Jesus is talking about? Verse 13. 
this is the greater work Jesus is talking about. Verse 13 of John chapter 14, verse 13 and 14. It says, and whatsoever you shall ask in my name. Somebody say blank check. Blank check. It says whatsoever. Whatsoever is what? Blank check. Somebody fancy a blank check today? Jesus is giving us a blank check. He says, and whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. So God is always glorified for your answers to be answered. Verse 14, it gets even more sweeter. It says, if you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. Say amen to that. He said, if you shall ask what? Anything. If you shall ask what? If you shall ask what? What is anything? What is anything? He said, if you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. He said, I will do it. Hallelujah. What is anything? Anything means anything. God is opening our mind today. No more limit in your mind. No more limit in this church. Multitudes are coming. Miracles are happening. In the mighty name of Jesus. Say if you shall ask anything. Are you ready to ask? Are you ready to ask? If you shall ask anything. If you ask God, give us the whole of UK. He'll give it to us. Give us the whole of Europe. He'll give it to us. Give us the whole of America. He'll give it to us. Give us the whole of Africa. He'll give it to us. Why? Because it's part of the anything. The anything does not include anybody's wife or husband. Father, in the name of Jesus, give me, give me that husband, that lady's husband. Oh, give me that. No, oh, give me, give me, give me, give me pasta. No, God won't give you pasta. <laughs> no, 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 he won't give you because pasta is somebody's husband. God, in the name of Jesus. Now, as for a single man or a single woman in the church, you've seen, and there are a lot of single men and women, and you want somebody's husband or somebody's wife. No, God won't give you that one. He say, oh, thank God. God says anything. Oh, God, anything. God, are you sure anything? You know when people want to play a trick on you, they start questioning what you say. God, are you really sure it's anything? God, Father God, Father God, Father God, are you sure it's anything? No, it's not yes. <laughs> it's, not, it's not yes. Somebody's husband is not included. Go get your own. I said, go get your own. Go get your own wife. Go get your own bitilicious wife like mine. 
You receive what? <laughs> the devil is a liar. You cannot receive by no. <laughs> go get your own. Look at somebody in the face and tell them, go get your own. Oh, tell them properly. Don't be scared. Tell them, go get your own. So we're in the season. We're in the season. We're in the season in the glory. Quickly as we close. Listen, when the glory of God shows up in your life, all struggles stop. Not some, all. I'm about to decree some prophetic blessings upon you. Why? Because God confirms the words of his servants. Isaiah 44 verse 26. The Bible says that God confirmeth the word of his servant. And he performed the counsel of his messengers. I am a servant of God. I am a messenger of God. So everything I decree in your life today, God will perform it. I want you to receive it with a louder amen. So therefore, I decree to you solution that there is no toiling in the glory zone. Therefore, I decree over you that your days of toiling are over. Your days of struggling are over. Amen. Your days of hand to mouth are over. Amen. Your days of not enough are over. Amen. Your days of poverty are over. Amen. Your days of sickness and disease, they are over. Amen. The Egyptians you saw yesterday, you will not see them anymore. Your days of abundance are here. Amen. Your days of more than enough are here. Amen. Your days of promotions are here. Amen. Your days of expansion are here. Amen. Your days of prosperity are here. Amen. Your days of increase are here. Amen. I decree to you today that God will restore your joy. Amen. God will restore your joy. God will restore your dignity. God will restore your health. God will restore your family. God will restore your restoration. In the mighty name of Jesus. God will restore your happiness. God will restore your children. God will restore your marriage. God will restore your children. God will restore your husband. God will restore your wife. God will restore your increase. God will restore the glory of your house. God will restore the members of this church. In the mighty name of Jesus. Did you receive it today? Thank you so much for taking time to listen to The Solution Word by Pastor Adama Segbeji. For prayer or further details, please call us on 01293-885000. Or why not visit us this Sunday at 10 a.m. at Solution, Barnfield Road, Northgate, Crawley, RH10, 8HQ. Your experience at Solution is sure to be a time of great blessing. Solution, bringing hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations.